Not the Chuddle. Chuddle. Surprise. Whoa. Oh, that's fantastic. So good. If what the actual fuck was a movie, out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Sup, Chuddle Club members. Welcome to another Out of This World episode of the Chuddle the Pod, the Horror Movie Club. On this episode, we are going to Chuddle Jason X. If this is the first time you've listened to the show, welcome to the club. We keep it spoiler free before we pull out our space machetes and tear into the movie. <laughs> before we continue, I must take this moment to thank our coven of patrons. Your sacrifice gives us life and we thank your beautiful souls. Thank you. Every good club meeting starts with attendance. My name is Sam and I am present. Ross, are you here? I am. Brian, are you here? He's not. Boo. He got Not sucked into space. He got, yeah, he's, he was, he's a traveling. He was traveling around. He got lost in interdimensional. What was the name of the um, space station they were trying to get? Anyways, he's trying to get to a space station. Didn't wind up happening, but he's still hosting. Solaris. Solaris. <laughs> and that's okay. We called in the big guns. We called in Uber Brian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because <pressure>. tonight <laughs> we welcome once again Luke Boyce to the show. Howdy ho. Welcome. I'm very Thanks excited. For back. Yes. Well, it's exciting. You guys well, asked, you You told me that, that you were talking to Jason X and I had to, <laughs> I had to come. Yeah. You, chomping at the bit, which I'm excited <laughs> for that. I'm excited yeah. to see all your insights as to why this is one that you love. Um, and Luke, of course, has a movie revealer streaming on Shutter. Make sure to check that out. That's in the Shuttle Club crypt. You can check out on our episode on that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, somewhere in the continuum. Now, with all Shuttle Club members present and accounted for, it's time to crack open that goo book and officially begin tonight's meeting. Give me that goo. Splat. Sound effects. Sound effects. Sound effects. Splat. 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 Goo. Splat. Splat. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's not going to put in any of, you know, he's not going to put in any of the normal sound effects. He will. Just you said mine. that last time and he, he did. did do it. Right? <laughs> our first order of business is our spoiler free teaser, starting with a spoiler free synopsis and tagline from IMDb. Mm. Jason Voorhees is cryogenically frozen at the beginning of the 21st century and is discovered in the 25th century and taken to space. He gets thawed and begins stalking and killing the crew of the spaceship that's transporting him. <laughs> accurate. Uh, <laughs> very accurate. It's almost like it a bullet point. Hilarious like reading it. <laughs> 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 like they find him frozen, take him to space, thaw him out. I mean, I mean it's got everything. Very alien. It's got everything. Yeah. I mean, should have been the biggest movie of the year. Right? Are you kidding me? That's like <laughs> it's like John Carpenter's the thing. And yeah. Alien had a baby. You got the frozen thing brought onto the ship. Mm. 100%. Beautiful. All right, taglines. So I guess this one came out at Halloween because this Halloween, meet the perfect 10 in terror. Oh. So I'm guessing they thought people were going to call it Jason 10, but nobody calls it Jason 10. <laughs> yeah. Jason X. Should have done part X. It still would have been part X. I mean, you're going to throw <laughs> a giant X in the middle of your poster no one's gonna oh, say yeah. it's 10 wasn't maybe, this maybe this is straight edge jason go ahead this is like the year that like they did like they introduced 
Mac OS X two and like nobody really do you say X do you say ten <laughs> like this is like yeah, this yeah, is like yeah. early two thousands like why yes. was this a thing it was popular to toss X onto the end of things yeah, yeah. Elon well, Musk um, never got over it that's big ten business trying to push onto yeah. the, onto the public <laughs> mm-hmm. big big Roman numerals big Roman numerals just trying to mow it in trying to get yep. yep turn of the century Roman numerals had all the power all right. Here's another tagline. Evil gets an upgrade. Okay. We have welcome to the future of horror. Bold. And I like this one. Very it's bold. sort of an extended version of this one. That one. Welcome to the future of horror. He's been drowned, chainsawed, knifed, axed, hammered, shocked, burned, spiked, nailed, shot, and frozen. Now he's back for more. Beautiful. That's amazing. When did it? When was he ever chainsawed? You know, I thought that as I was reading it just He's now. He's been motorboated. I can't recall. Uh-huh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't, can't recall it. Maybe they said they tried to kill him a bunch of different ways in this one and none of them worked. Ooh, so maybe that was one of the maybe, ways they tried. You know what? As we're going back to what's the part I went, maybe it's one of the sequels we never knew about because he actually killed everybody. Right. All this. But then he wouldn't have been chainsawed in it. Or maybe he could have survived. We realize there's a bunch of unseen Friday the 13th movies where Jason just wins in the end. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no no Survivor Girl, no nothing. It's just, yeah, you just never hear about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Movies are made by people, and the people that made this movie are. Okay, we got our director, James Isaac. And it was written by Todd Farmer and Victor Miller gets credit for, you know, creating the characters. Mm-hmm. All right. Cast. Kane Hodder is Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Of course. We got Lexa Doig, Doig as Rowan. And oh, yeah. David Cronenberg yes. was in there. Yes. Uh, David Cronenberg is in this goddamn Dr. Book. Wimmer. Hell yeah. Uh, Jonathan Potts, Professor Lowe, Lisa Ryder, KM14, Dove Tiefenbach, Azriel, nice. Chuck Campbell, Ceneron, was that guy's name? I don't know. Some fun future name. Yeah. Melissa A, Janessa, and you know, there's a bunch, but I, I'm pretty happy with that. Oh, the guy who played Dallas, who was the... Well, we're not in spoilers yet. <laughs> the guy who played Dallas was also the writer of the film. Nice. Oh, and we should mention Sergeant Brodsky, Peter Mensa. All yes. right. He's got some and great it, one-liners in this movie. I don't think I realized he's, that Todd Farmer was in the movie. I, this is the first time I'm realizing that. Yes, he is um, in the, when we first see the virtual reality simul- uh-huh. simulator, not the kid, the other guy. Got it. The bald it, guy. I will admit, I, I did not get it because of the holidays. I did not get a chance to rewatch this movie. So I'm going to basically okay. rely on you guys. Oh, no worries. I've only seen it, it two or three times. Four I've only seen it. Yeah, I've only seen it about four times, four or five times. So I'll be OK. That's but a really this... good batting average, honestly, for Jason X. <laughs> that's a really good batting average. I love this movie. <laughs> All right. Check your watches because it's time. <laughs> For the gore reader. <laughs> Fatality. That's, that's On a really scale good. of one to ten, Psycho to the Sadness, how gory is this film? One to five for consistency, one to five for intensity. I did four for consistency and three for intensity to get me to a seven 
for an overall score. Okay. Which it I seems can't tell high. if that's high or not. Yeah. To me, right? it seems, it seems high. like high. to me this sat between like, but I agree with you. Like the, it's very consistent throughout the movie. Um, and some of the more intense scenes are intense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we get a, we get a curveball in this because there is a lot of like, um, CGI early cgi uh digital yeah most of the stuff is digital instead of practical which i feel i guess at the time (laughs) but re-watching it now almost like i'm not gonna say it decreases on the goro meter for me but like Mm -hmm. i can tell the fake scenes are clearly fake you know what i mean like so between it was for me i don't know like a six between six i'll say six five okay cool who oh yeah or, I guess we don't. Who is the horror for? Starting with subgenres, what uh, what subgenres does this movie fall into? So you got slasher, of course. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, sci-fi. I mean, it is a sci-fi movie. The space marines and the like. We are in the future. Um, the technology, Science. the healing. <laughs> there's the robot lady. Sci-fi <laughs> horror. Um, I mean, we have. We do have Cronenberg in it. I almost say like a splash of body horror in there just because of the um like why the mutant mechanics that happen at the end of the movie for me. You know what I mean? Where okay. it's like that's right. Sure. Just a dash. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, obviously, I also could I'm be actually completely fairly sensitive to Cronenberg in the movie, too, because he's the master of body horror. Yeah, I'm fairly sensitive to body horror like. It's not my favorite genre, and I wouldn't. I didn't pick up on anything. It's good to know. Well, this was kind of like two thousand. <laughs> this was what two thousand one, right? So like, yeah. mm-hmm. there was kind of a trend of science fiction horror around the time. You know, this is when Carpenter, I think, did Ghosts of Mars. Yeah, no one. Okay. So, yeah, I think. I mean, I think. I think you sci-fi horror was was kind of coming in for a little brief. Coming in vogue. Oh briefly. yeah. yeah. Then none of it worked out. So no, it didn't. It didn't. Them. It didn't last. No, <laughs> I made a few of them though. Well, we all survived Y two K, and then we were looking towards the future, and this is what we got. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There was kind of a late nineties resurgence of sci fi horror, like with Event Horizon and stuff like yeah. that. And I think this was on the the Sphere. tail end of that, essentially. Oh, absolutely. All right. Is it fun or frightful? Better in a group cracking jokes or huddled up in the dark? I would say definitely in a group cracking jokes. This is a oh, 100%. hanging out with your buddies yeah. movie. 100%. I love showing love showing this movie to people because they don't realize how funny it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, there's plenty of laughs to be had. I, I can't d- deny that. And lastly, is it for beginners? I I mean, you certainly could start with this if you're just getting into horror, but I I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it put you off, but I don't think it turn you on either. And I don't think it's a good example of a horror movie. <laughs> I think it's got. I mean, the camp is perfect with this movie. If like, if you were like, "Hey, I want to show you a horror movie," but like a a diet coke version of a horror movie, like just to get your toes into it, you know what I mean? Like, if it's advertises that for a beginner, I think it would be great. But if you're expecting to get like the shit scared out of you, this is not. This is definitely not mm-hmm. one of those movies. Yeah, there's not a lot of um, remembering correctly. There's not a lot of Friday the Thirteenth mythology in it either, so it feels like you know, no. right? You, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have to feel steeped in it necessarily if you're watching this, but 
maybe that's uh, that may be a detriment if anything if you're totally. if, for beginners well it's like i i think that is kind of the fun thing about this series is that either through flashbacks or just dialogue exposition like exposition that like you're gonna mm. know what's going on within three minutes of the movie yes. starting <laughs> <laughs> or if you don't someone captain mcguffin's gonna be coming through and tell yeah. you exactly what is going to happen uh, well i mean if you're if you're friday the 13th three you basically are the the beginning <laughs> of the movie yes. is everything that has happened <laughs> exactly right yeah uh they did that for a while Mm-hmm. Does the Chuttle Harbinger of Doom have anything to say, Mothman? I don't. I don't. Trigger warnings. I don't. Can't think of any. There's, you know, just honestly, standard for horror this fare. one. Yeah, it's standard horror fare. I don't think there's honestly a whole lot of. Um, I mean, the only one lightly, if you have a thing with like surgery and surgical <laughs> stuff, like there's one or two scenes that you may not really like that. You know. But mm-hmm. besides that, light surgery warning, light surgery, <laughs> cosmetic surgery warning. Most people use rockets to go to space, but we get on the highway to the spoiler zone. There we go. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We can talk about spoilers now. It's time for IMDb behind the scenes. Jason did These it. are all up front. Oh yeah, that's right. Jason, it was Jason all. It along. was Jason the whole time. Turns turns out, <laughs> Space Jason was Roy the whole time. time. <laughs> it's, just, right. it's just Scooby Doo in space. Roy X. Roy. <laughs> God. <laughs> all right, Roy goes to hell. All right. While this film was a critical and financial failure in its initial release in theaters, it made more than triple the cost of production in DVD and post-theater sales. Statistically, it is one of the most successful Friday the 13th movies. Despite initial initial negative critical feedback, over time it's become more popular among younger fans of the franchise, mainly for its self-deprecating humor and inventive death scenes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I mean, 2001 would be kind of like the rise of DVD and... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So this was like one of the forerunners that year. I mean, God, that is that is kind of amazing, though, it having a complete financial flop and then like X amount of time... <laughs> X amount of time later. I didn't even do hey. it. I, I, I totally meant to do that. Um, it goes up into the DVD like corrals and then like... Could you imagine triple their money on DVD? Well, just I mean, like, could you imagine like having a movie flop that bad, and then like they're all just like sit there like this is terrible. Like I'm picturing like the like the stock market after the day's done, the papers are everywhere, and then like one goes our DVD sales they're going through the roof. (laughs) The film only suffered a couple seconds of cuts alterations to earn cuts slash alterations to earn a R rating, making it the least censored entry in the friday the 13th series um which surprises me probably helped that too yeah oh yeah very true it it seemed like they had cut some it seemed to me like some significant goo was cut out of it but i guess that's not the case and there wasn't really anything on special features giving me extra now do you think that's because i and we talked about it in jason goes to hell is that like they already knew that they were going to have an unrated version of this out on VHS, DVD, all that kind of fun stuff. Do you think at a certain point, like the, uh, the MPAA 
really kind of took their talons off of this franchise after they realized like even if we decide to censor a bunch of this stuff in theaters this content is still going to get out to the public it's not like we're you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i almost feel like there's like a changing of the guard especially when like home video and stuff started doing unrated that like i felt it almost not neuter the mpaa but like in a sense like i felt like they started getting a little less really critical of films because they kind of just knew at the end of the day, it's like, well, we can buffer it a little bit, but like most of this horrendous stuff, people are just going to fucking see. I couldn't tell you what the MPAA thinks. I don't know. I mean, what that bunch of loons. Yeah, I I think you're that's definitely interesting. The unrated thing, because I think that was around like 99, 2000 or so. Yeah. Yeah. But they started doing right. that. It's also just over time. Hopefully they just kind of chilled out and we're like, I mean, if you look at movies historically, I mean, they've been allowed to yeah. do more and more stuff. So yeah. I mean, if you, I guess if you're not even calling them Friday the 13th anymore, and then you get like space Jason on a cover, I think the MPA is going to be like, okay, yeah, yeah buddy. Here this you is go. Pat be fun. On the butt. There you go. <laughs> the first film in the Friday the 13th series to rely on digital effects for death and gore shots, huh. which we kind of already touched on. Mm-hmm. Neither casting director Robin Cook nor director James Isaac initially wanted to do the virtual reality scene with the naked campers. Cook was so adamant the scene was nothing but gratuitous nudity that she refused to cast the roles of the two topless girls. Isaac agreed that it was clearly just for nudity for nudity's sake, and the only way he could personally justify it is if they had fun with it and poked fun at it, including the naked teens in its films. The two actresses, though, were excited to be in it because it was their a big break for them. So it's funny to me that it's we keep I don't know how many of the Friday movies we've covered now where it's like they reshot extra deaths with some more nudity to shove into this movie. <laughs> right. But I do like the fact that they actually bring up the fact that we're like, OK, if we're going to do this nudity and we're going to do this scene, it has to have some kind of fucking point. And then <laughs> to make it a huge joke, I think was the coolest way they could have played that off, because not only is it like you're giving fan service, but you're also subtly making fun of the entire pretense of the fan service to to them. <laughs> and they love love it like i think that's just such yeah. a fun fucking sure. thing to do to your audience yeah it is one of my favorite moments in the movie for sure screenwriter todd farmer based much of the film on alien even naming one of the characters who he played dallas after tom scarrett's character in the ridley mm-hmm. scott film the film script was made through a so i meant to google this to find out more about it because it says the film script was made through a public contest where people willing to participate sent in a script but i like that just doesn't make sense to me with everything else i've read and seen on like special features now i'm just not sure about that one imdb i'm I'm just picturing (laughs) uh uh a jason Voorhees picture on the back of a captain crunch box (laughs) <laughs> now you can write a movie mail in yeah an ad in the back of a comic book yes this is why historically in films things in the back of comic books are real and you should <laughs> fill them out and pay for them exactly absolutely once david cronenberg came on board he quickly noticed some problems with the script and began rewriting most of his characters lines according to director james isaac one of the lines was i want him soft in response to their quest to have jason cryogenically frozen which is a great line where he's like i don't want him frozen i want him soft <laughs> God, this is kane also, hodder's sorry just having david cronenberg in the movie is just insane to me like it's crazy yeah. One of his special effects guys, one of his lead guys, 
was the lead special effects person for this movie. So I think that's probably oh, how it was invo- how they got involved. Kane Hodder's final appearance is Jason. It makes him it means he played him four times and says he's the only actor to play him four times, but I think he's the only actor to play him even more than once, right? I'm pretty oh, sure. Hmm. I don't think so. Um no? yeah, I don't know. Although I do give all right, we're gonna get into um Kane's look in this movie, but I mm-hmm. almost feel like Kane's look in this film is in direct protest to Jason Goes to Hell because in this one it is so much more Kane than we've ever seen yeah. in any other installment, oh, and probably that's because yeah. he was fused installed to the Jason Goes to Hell like <laughs> rig, like the huge foam yeah. latex, and couldn't even remove his mask. And this one, he goes, "I don't. I want two prosthetics. I want a little bit of hair." Now, by a little, I mean I want a full head of hair, and you have to use my eyeball. <laughs> although, although the movie was shot on 35mm film, it was then transferred to high-definition video to aid to the creation of all the visual effects. This made it, it the first ever feature-length film to be completed entirely in the digital realm. Wow. There's a bit of trivia for you. <laughs> Jason X, first digital Again, film next ever. Time you're at Trivia Night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kane is just the only actor to play play him in more, more than, than one once. film. Yep. Yeah, that's yes, pretty bonkers. cool. And he got, did four. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Because Jim Isaac wanted the acting in this film to blow every other Friday movie out of the water, the rehearsals were videotaped on a camcorder for him to view afterwards to get ideas for the characters. The problem yeah. with that, though, was that they were constantly rewriting it, so almost everything he shot was not usable. Or, like, not mm-hmm. what they were doing when they came to film. In early 99, James Isaac... Want- whoa, whoa, tablet. <laughs> In early 1999, James Isaac originally wanted the movie either as Freddy versus Jason or as a Friday the 13th movie to be set in a wintry Camp Crystal Lake. But New Line didn't want to do another Camper in the Woods Jason movie. Hmm. So you almost had your wintery Wait, Jason, uh, but you got summer, Jason, not summer so space Jason. <laughs> Sean S. Cunningham said that he loved the script because they weren't telling the exact same tired old story they've been retreading for 20 years. Which is true. I don't know if that makes it good, but it is true. <laughs> <laughs> During Jason X's development process, the director, the producer, several producers, screenwriter, uh, were always kicking around ideas. Jason in whatever. The hood, snow, New York again, underwater, the Arctic, in LA fighting gangs on Savari. They even considered something involving him in the NASCAR circuit. Farmer then suggested I would take Jason all Spence. of those for the record. I mean, I want all of them. <laughs> Absolutely. I love every Jason in scenario yeah. you can think of. Like, there's virtually none that I wouldn't want to see. But I agree. <laughs> of those, I think the NASCAR circuit would be... Or the LA gang thing would be the most fun. NASCAR, NASCAR Jason, so wild. the pits of hell. Oh, hey. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, but they knew they were making Freddy versus Jason so that this movie, sh- they wanted to set it in the future so that it wouldn't affect anything, they were any, doing. anything with Jason and Freddy versus Jason. So that's how they ended up coming with this. Um, and they tried to make it a mashup of Alien and Aliens. Uh, respectively, and yeah, there's a, it says a bunch of stuff here, but we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> the character Adrian is a reference to Adrian King, 
who was Alice in Friday two? Mm-hmm. No, Friday. No, she's Alice Hardy in Friday the thir- in the first one, and then she's only in the beginning of two. Mm-hmm. The original screenplay was much darker, um, but then Scream came out, and they were like, "All right, meta humor, poking fun at yourself—that's the thing now." So we're gonna bring it in the campy meta humor direction, and that's how we got this version of it. But because it was inspired by Alien and Aliens, it was a much darker, grimier, grittier thing, which you still kind of get from the feel of the ships and things. It feels lived in and kind of, I don't know the right, utilitarian. It's Mm -hmm. not very decorative or anything like that. The scene when Jason snaps Ven's neck was originally a much quicker snap in the script. Kane Hodder felt it was that a quick snap had been overdone, and so he had him kind of more slowly break his neck and you get like the crunching sounds as it twists. Mm. Um, so that was his, uh, Kane brought that one to us. Adrian's death, which is the uh, face freezing smash. Yeah. Based directly on a season one, episode 23 X files, Roland, who is possessed by a deceased brother in the scene, kills a scientist by dunking his head in a barrel of liquid nitrogen and smashing his head to the pieces on the floor. I know I've seen that episode. I recognize that name. Do not recall this happening. <laughs> but that means that I've probably means seen they that episode the, more than once, to be honest. Say, that just means they picked the right episode. And, you know, it's a show I tend to watch when I'm sleepy. Right. So that helps. I, I just the fact that X Files to you is a half fever dream because you use it to go to sleep is my favorite <laughs> thing on the planet. It really is. There's one episode I uh, really was a fever dream where I was coming in and out of sleep and it was like a nightmare. Something where they're like, I think they somehow go on the Titanic in the episode. What? It's hard to say. Like I said, it was a fever oh. dream. It may just be they were on a ship. <laughs> it's a ship. It's not the Titanic. <laughs> so, okay. Different podcast idea. Sam, you tell us the premise of a bunch of X-Files episodes based off of your half fever dream sleeping in and out of the episode. And well, then we that's... give you the real synopsis and then we compare <laughs> the two. Yes. <laughs> That's the other thing. If that that head smash happened at the end of the episode, I was already asleep, so I missed it. Out. Okay. And then all the ones... ah, We don't need to get my X-Files watching habits. All right. Contrary to popular belief, this movie is not on film critic Roger Ebert's most hated list. He did have a notorious hatred for the franchise that he shared with fellow critic Gene Siskel. They both slammed the original, and after his half-star review for part two, he refused to write anymore, adding, this will suffice for the 13th movie of your choice. For some reason, he still reviewed Jason X, awarding it again half a star, commenting, quote, Jason X sucks on the levels of story travel. Storytelling, character development, suspense, special effects, originality, punctuation, neatness, and aptness of thought. Only its title works. So that that's uh wow. we haven't had he hasn't reviewed one since I mean, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me, but yeah. I think it's funny that he says it sucks. That's not a <laughs> very articulate. That means you can tell he really fucking hates the franchise. Really like, nah, <laughs> sucks. Oh, uh, got two more here. Uber Jason doesn't have a face under his mask. If he did, it wouldn't fit his mask. And by that, it means Kane Hodder's face wouldn't fit under there. And then I had to put contacts to match his eyes to put in the way the mask could hide his Kane Hodder's face while filming. I'm not sure I quite understand that, but I think what it means 
is that well, like his, his face eyes were now. too spread apart and his face is maybe behind the metal i don't or yeah the i know the metal mask is fused into his face i'm not sure what that means but there you have <laughs> it and lastly david cronenberg's cameo was done as a fa- oh here it is David Cronenberg's cameo was done as a favor to his former protege, James Isaac, the director of this movie, for loaning his Canadian-based production crew to him. In exchange, he wanted to get killed on screen. Nice. <laughs> All right. We made it through that. Before we get to the movie discussion, quick, who picked it, why in history? I picked it because I've been going through this franchise and I am finally done. No, we <laughs> haven't done Freddy vs. Jason or the remake. I've seen him. Maybe we'll cover him eventually, but this brings us to the end. It's been a ride. That, how does that feel? We got a Sam? retrospective. You know, we Ten have a retrospective films. coming out as our next episode, and I'll let you know then. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Tune in. But I, I'm certainly glad I did it, and what a way to do it too with my pals, with new friends. It's been, mm. it's been a great time. Amen. Do you guys have any particular history with this entry? Oh, I definitely partaked in the um, adding this to the uh, I bought this on DVD when it came out. It was like mm-hmm. right. It was oh God, 2001. So, yeah, still yeah. God, still rocking high school. I was like literally like one of the first DVDs I actually bought was Jason X. Mm-hmm. Right. Back when DVDs were cool, like people rated DVDs based on how many special features they had. Yeah. I remember I got Entertainment Weekly and they'd have like a annual list of the best DVDs for like all the bonus features and stuff. <laughs> it's amazing. I I don't I don't have much of a I I I started watching it ways later when I was going Did through you? the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean it was it was a while ago. Um but I remember my um my buddy Tim Seeley, who is the comic, the the writer of Hackslash mm-hmm. and those things, uh, telling me how much he loved this movie, and I was like, "Well, okay, let's, really? Let's see, I, <laughs> all, all I all I knew was this must be terrible." And no, <laughs> yeah, I became a huge fan of it just because of just when you when you're going through these movies and you get to the end and you get to this just absolute bonkers, you know, yeah. entry into it. It's just hilarious this is such a fun way to go out i mean assuming you don't go you know uh freddy versus jason but but yeah that's true right but it is it's such a fun like um it's the most illogical logical conclusion to see like at least at that point to a series we're like of course he's gonna go in space this is fantastic yeah yeah well it's it's one of those things where it's like oh man i can't believe this exists (laughs) yeah like right conceptually like thank god and if you, I mean, I mean, honestly, like the you naming off all those ideas, all those Jason ideas, isn't surprising. There's a there's a couple of great books just about uh, all the 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 development of Jason movies that never happened, and there's so mm-hmm. many of them, uh, you know, and some of them sound great, and so you know, I, I don't know. I think this movie is a bit of a miracle, <laughs> Jason yes, in space. I totally. mean, come on. Yeah, this <laughs> my favorite so. one that didn't happen that we learned about covering one of these was uh Jason versus Cheech and Chong. That was oh my god, oh, it was like an Abbott and Costello, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Oh. 
That's oh, oh see, that makes me sad. I want that. <laughs> right? I said the exact same thing. No, but I think look, you're 100 right because I think like the stars have to align yeah. in a in a perfect way for this movie to happen. And like you're saying, like that early science fiction horror wave that started, mm-hmm. and having this script go yep. through, and they go, okay, well that's made money. We could, yeah, sure, let's try yep. that. Well, and there's like a the early 2000s are interesting because it's it's interesting you mentioned Scream there because there is like post Scream there's sort of this weird lost in the desert thing for a lot of horror movies for the horror genre in general because it's like you have this you have this sort of thing where where people are like or filmmakers or you know do we you know do we take this seriously do we not take this seriously like what are we doing here because clearly it's horror people always want to see horror but the zeitgeist is so different now with this sort of meta nature of you know the sort of postmodernism that we're living in in the early 2000s so it's like yeah it's it's interesting to sort of see it in context of the time that it came out um you know and it is it's both funny and also straight up horror which I think is actually kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. I, Absolutely. I think what's amazing about this area of horror and when these were, especially like the beginning of CGI and um, the idea that even if it didn't do okay in the theaters, it like there's now an entirely different market for DVD sales and uh, viewership and stuff like that, where it's, I think there were so many bolder choices in horror in versus a lot of other conventional genres of of movies where it's like i remember seeing um it wasn't house on haunted hill it was the haunting where mm. it had with the catherine zeta jones and mm-hmm. like all these like these big oh, yeah. dudes but then they had like the weirdest beginning of cgi cgi shit <laughs> that like and it none of it worked like some yeah. of it worked a little bit but like most of it none of it worked and in any other genre of movie they would have looked at this and went no 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 we gotta right. figure this out we gotta do this but because it's horror like and the well, fan and base, sci-fi gets away with that too though yes. i would say is the other genre well i think the horror and sci-fi are are kind of cousins in the fact that our the the fan base is astronomically more forgiving of the technical components as long as they really jive with like the story or they jive with like the the just the ambiance of the film you know yeah. what I mean? Where it's like, I mean, and we I can, nit- I mean, it. obviously I can nick the park that like some of these CGI scenes feel like they were done in MS paint, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but as an overall thing, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so jazzed to see that dude's arm get cut off. Or like, I'm so excited to see someone get like sucked through a porthole. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't care how it's done or how crappily it's done. <laughs> like it's, it's like, right. it's just that it happened. The, uh, Oh, you know what? I don't remember the point I was going to make. I'm sure it's fine. Unnecessary. Let's get into this. <laughs> Let's do it. So, opening credits. Are we in hell? It seems like hell. CGI I don't know. We're hell. coming out of a face. That was what? That was the inside of Jason's head, Eyeball? I guess. And then we see Jason. He's in chains at uh, the Crystal Lake Research Facility. So Amazing. either it was already there or they built it for him. <laughs> totally. I like this this whole intro scene with just like and like just like weird syringes and like hypodermic needles and scalpels and shit and then that weird collar at the end. Like it's funny that like you, you think it's start off with hell because they give that like huge like oh wink 
to the, like the right. last installment mm-hmm. like nope this ain't your mama's jason and then like it's just going out and doing all of that crazy surgical shit to him i also like just the collar they put on him as well at the end of that sequence or like yes that'll work well you gotta collar him that's part of it yeah and it says his his status jason's status awaiting cryogenic suspension suspension why uh, i guess they thought it was a good idea uh, well, dude, um, at this point, we don't know. He's yeah. the fucking, he's the blob of slashers. Like, you've tried everything against him, and he's still coming oh, okay. back. You just deep freeze him. You just put, you just, yep. night, night. Just put him to sleep, put yep. him away somewhere, and hope to God it's someone else's problem in like Seems 3, like concrete years. might be a better solution. Just, you know, cover him in concrete and Sam, let him. Sam, we're talking about the government. Sitting there. They don't deal in easy solutions. They have to. They have. They have a budget that they have to They've blow been through. Dying to use this cryo suspension <laughs> chamber. Doing like doing a Warner Brothers frog and just dumping concrete on him and the foundation of a building and leaving <laughs> would be way too easy. They're like, yeah. we need a research facility. We need personnel. We need yep. chains and dramatic lighting from forty feet up that you can't see. Uh, well, they nailed it, I guess. <laughs> So now just one soldier is left watching Jason and he, <laughs> I guess, doesn't like that Jason's looking at him. So he brings a blanket over to him. I think he calls him ugly or something, tosses it over Jason. Yeah. All right. I know we have to talk about the look of Jason, though, because like we actually get okay. full fledged like look of like he's got hair. And by hair, I mean like a full head of hair and not like sack head <sighs> Jason. It's pretty scraggly. It's patchy. But it's still a fucking full head of hair. I mean, every... No, it is uh, not. It's very patchy. (laughs) Really? I think it's... I mean, it's more hair than we've seen since part two. Like, hands down. I agree with you there. Like, it just looks like... like, I mean, yeah, his head may have been hit with a weed whacker, but it's like a (laughs) full... It's still plenty bald, but there's, you know, it's like a guy who refuses to give, acknowledge that he's going bald. And so he just has like random curly patches. I feel like that's what it's like, isn't it? Honestly, way more hair. I just, I thought so because he's bald by the time you get to mech one. But this, oh, absolutely. But this he's one, been bald I, for a while. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's so much more cane in this than others. We're like, um, it's he's still lumpy. You still fully see his full eye. Like they, I don't even think they did makeup around his eye behind the hockey mask, where it's just it's straight up. Like it's even with the hockey mask on, I felt like there was way more cane in this. Could be. I don't know. I'm a. I don't particularly love this version of Jason. Um, <laughs> I'll say that he 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 would be on the uh, now later that changed my mind once he's uber jason but the uh oh yeah this jason it would definitely be in my like lower half um of character designs oh totally i i don't really like what they did with his hawk like i think the hawk in this one is just like oh that i kind of like how they give it a little bit of a nose i think it looks more menacing (laughs) (laughs) it is yeah i but it's such a tried and true formula that i was like and if you had one thing, even if you can't say it's Friday the 13th, at least keep like aspects of the original hockey mask involved. You know what I mean? But again, he's like a RPG character. So every time he he, he respawns, he gets a new mask at this point and new powers. Mm-hmm. There's always a mask laying around somewhere. Yeah. So Jason is being transferred. Uh, the 
lady there's like no we need to freeze him the doctor says no we got to move him he's a valuable asset we need to understand why he regenerates the doctor being david cronenberg mm-hmm. he wants him to move him unfrozen soft as he says soft. they go to move jason take off the blanket oh it's not jason it's that soldier from before Peek-a-boo. Oh, no. although again see part two vibes the entire time this we haven't seen actually like a peekaboo jason in a minute so that's true and he's standing behind him and just starts taking him out, throwing chains, throwing this, throwing that. Um, David Cronenberg runs, goes to run away, and he throws a giant spike through his back. That was rad. And uh, seeing Cronenberg die yeah. on film is always great. Also, just having the request where he's like, <laughs> so "I'll be in this movie, but I need to be murdered horribly in this movie." Yeah, you got to kill me. So the whoever this lady is, who ends up being our main character. Um, Runs away from Jason, sort of, I guess, leads him. It seems like she leads him to the cryostasis chamber, yeah. like she was trying to trick him into going in there. Yeah. Um, we get a little cat and mouse with them, but she sets up Big J to be frozen <laughs> and knocks him in, freezes it. Uh-oh, still gets machete through the door. He stabs her with the machete through the door, <laughs> which pokes a Dude. hole in the cryostasis chamber. <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, like so she starts freezing, exactly. right? As she steals, she seals the room. I guess Jason realizes he's about to freeze, so he's like, "I gotta do a cool pose," and holds up his machete <laughs> like he's about to swing with it. Oh my god! Like and I think this, I think the the materials used in most of this movie for like structurally for like the ship like i think just being able to like shoot bullet holes in a circle and then have things fall through he punches mm-hmm. through metal more in this movie than yes. in any other installment oh the outside of that ship's like paper i mean that's yeah, he punches <laughs> through and it just it it doesn't look very thick at all this is where if brian were here we talk about how when Ross, I don't know if you were, I don't think you were part of this for whatever reason, but when we all lived together, we watched the episode of Futurama where Fry is rich because his bank account has had accruing interest this whole time. Mm-hmm. So we, we were like, Oh, we got to look into getting cryogenically frozen. And we like had some company that does this for people send us like a, info dvd on the cryogenic process and how it works what and when you die right away they gotta like take all your they basically like pickle you immediately and then freeze you and hope that one day they plan on being able to reverse it wow (laughs) what okay i know and also the level of stuff that went on the apartment that i did not know about is hilarious (laughs) (laughs) yeah cryogenics dvds just hanging around had no you worked a lot more than we did so (laughs) i only had so many hours of the old tropical smoothie Uh, (laughs) um all right so now fade to black come to sometime later we're not sure at this point yet go ahead i was gonna say also i love the transition with the cgi frost on the eyebrows and stuff like that that it went from like they stab her and she goes down and then it just turns into a black and gray shot like i think that's how they turn like this is frozen now and then it's just black and gray as like they slowly kind of just give her some like cgi frost on her eyebrows (laughs) i was like 
mm, this is just so early 2000s. I didn't notice it, but I just watched yeah. Blade a few days ago, which is 98. So this probably seemed this was a vibe, man. Like I mean, like miles better because <laughs> Blade's CGI is does not hold up at all, but the movie does. If you were a fan, still great. Huh. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's interesting. I that movie has a soft spot in my heart and always will. I'll talk about it whenever we talk about it. Can't give away the big reveal for oh. my theater experience on that one. All right. So now we're, it's sometime later. Don't know how long. Cause there's, it's full of cobwebs. There's people in these like radiation type suits. They almost look like star Lord coming in and <laughs> yeah. walking around looking for something. How are the batteries still on? Like, I know they get to this crisis. How does it keep this place frozen? Yeah. And, and for big power bill. It's the whole room's frozen, too. Actually sponsored yes. this entire film. There's Maybe just was, a bunny in the background. Just don't, don't, don't. It's probably solar it's permafrost. <laughs> it's probably solar power. Yeah, solar power. power right? on, a, on a planet that no longer has the sun. Yes. <laughs> we didn't say it was but great this solar, thing is but still, it's still, yeah, it's, still working. Just a little bit of solar. <laughs> just, just, enough, just enough to fucking keep them frozen. So these people get there. They're like, hey, it's safe to take our masks off. We see a bunch of humans. They're looking around. Oh, they find Jason. Hey, there's a guy in here. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, hey, we found another one. She's alive. That's great. Oh. Then uh, Popsicle Jason falls over and chops a kid's arm, arm off. <laughs> also, before that, when they bring out what's on his face, um, for our listeners, just to let you know, because the J- the Jason X timeline is a real timeline, is that we have one year until hockey is completely abolished from the planet Earth. So yes. um, get your hockey in, because they said hockey was outlawed in 2024. <laughs> Wow. Violent sport outlawed in 2024. Real, real funny, funny. It's the future joke. (laughs) Oh, there's going to be a lot of them because this whole movie is set in the future. Yeah, there's there. They try. Uh, It didn't work for me. I'm glad you liked it, Ross. (laughs) (laughs) What I did think was hilarious, though, was when Frozen Jason falls over and chops that kid's arm off. I mean, that was a big belly laugh. Oh my god! And then him just immediately getting doped up and that weird cauterizing future they put, agent thing. There's like a skin thing on yeah. his arm. Yeah, and he yeah, super doped up. I bet that was some good stuff, man. Which, <laughs> which that would have been just a completely funny, insane alter movie where it'd be like, because Jason's gonna be stabbing and brutalizing the fuck because you bet you get like slashed by jason and then in real time being able to slap these patches onto yourself to self-heal as you're going through it would like it would completely change the game for all of jason's victims uh, and it does because we we see it get a little bit of that later um now they're they're like all right we're gonna take jason and this lady that we found onto our ship we see him go out it looks like mars or something and but it's we know that it's earth and they go into their ship message oh yeah how about that that's the real horror of this one yep (laughs) climate change Uh, don't even get me started okay (laughs) (laughs) they go their ship goes to this other even bigger ship huge ship they dock with that there's a bunch of people on there like space marines i guess it's Mm -hmm. sort of that aliens vibe they're definitely soldiers we find out that our main lady uh rowan is her name Mm -hmm. 
She has been sleeping for four and a half centuries. They bring her to life. For some reason, they need to get her naked. We don't see her naked, but we know she has to get naked in order to be brought back to life. Uh, the other guy who gets his arm attached and well, Jason comes back to life from horniness. But <laughs> I think the, with this one is because it covers her entire body as in, it's like reconstructing a bunch of well, cells the on other her body. One, and then his arm is like an isolated area. And I think the reason why they took her clothes off is because when they, when it accidentally resurrects Jason, it fuses all of those components that he's on. So if he was buck ass naked. Well, they did that on purpose yeah. because they didn't have enough material. It said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we need to get some, all yeah, we'll get there. All right. So we see the healing machine reattach the guy's arm. We're like, Oh, that's cool. Zip, we got zap. his nanobot machine brings the lady to life. Uh, they have everybody's wearing some fun, like austere, sexy future clothes. It's sort of very like I got um, Fifth Element and Blade Runner had a baby. <laughs> interesting. It's the costume it choices me of, of all uh, of this. Firefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. And I think um, it sounds weird. Also, the last thing on the look of Jason, and at least for the old Jason, is um, he gave me like the best. He looks like Mad Max version of Jason. If that makes sense, uh, he's like uh-huh. dustier and weirder, and like he's not slimy. He's not like it's just this, yeah. He lost all his wetness. It's like desert sure. Jason. Yeah, hell dried yeah. him out. Yeah, dystopian Jason. Yes, there we go. <laughs> he's the man of the times. <laughs> so Jason's in one room with one doctor. She's in another room with another doctor. The two horny the room Jason's in gets two interns that come and start like making out Why? right next to him. Well, <laughs> Everyone's because horny in like, this be, movie. Yeah. So this, this said, pro- be careful. They're going to bring him back to life. Yes. That's all I was writing. That's all my notes. So like, God damn it. Yeah. The two horny teens are in charge of Jason. This chastity demon is going to sp- just literally, he's not even going to like resurrect. He's going to just shoot out of a supernova and just murder. (laughs) (laughs) So, but smartly, not that she knows this, but the lady doctor is like, all right, interns, get out of here. Come back when you can focus. They're like, really? Oh, well, thanks. thanks. We're going to go have sex. I I will say it's one of the impressive things about this movie is that, you know, you're roughly what, 20 minutes in here. Yeah. And there is, there is a lot of people in this movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people. So when they get onto the ship, we get a lot of characters introduced yes. in a line or two. And they just um, keep just coming. Sort of passing through. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And I think like the, like the suspenders of disbelief for, because usually there is like a slaughterhouse mill of these, of these kids sure. or these people going through. But I think what's fun is that because it's a spaceship, you're so used – I'm so trained in my brain when I'm watching science fiction, television shows, shit like that, mm-hmm. where it's like – I even like think of like classic Star Trek where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you're concerned about these things, but there's, a lot of there's fucking people behind all the time that you right. don't even register or think about. So like having all these people that are like are barely named, I was like, yeah, that's fine. There's a whole they, – they, this is shit. Red they got to get, get right. shit done. Yeah, it's a shirt full of red shirts. Also, why is Ship it that every single pilot in these sci-fi series, dystopian things, have cowboy hats on? <laughs> yes. Well, and a southern accent. And too. a fucking right. southern accent. I love the fact that it Which it exists on a, Earth, too. It takes a regal southern <laughs> <Earth>. man <laughs> yes. to fly these ships. I, I wonder what accent that is on Earth, too, what they call that now yeah. in the future. 
Well, Maze, that accent made it. And we don't have any new accents. I would have loved a new future accent. <laughs> All right. We are... Oh, yeah. So, she's to life. They tell her it's 2455. She's worried about Jason. They're like, look, you're safe here on Star Trek. Don't worry about it. You'll be <laughs> fine. The guy in charge calls some other guy to tell him about what he found. Uh, it's this one we find out he's like... I get we he's kind of find out he's an archaeologist and he has students with him and he's calling somebody because he's has a big find he wants to sell him. Um, and it turns out the only the thing he really has of value is Jason Voorhees, notorious murderer. That's, you bring me him alive, I'll pay you. This guy ton of money. has to be like a true crime fetishist or something like that, because the realization is like Voorhees as in Jason Voorhees. <laughs> a guy, I mean, I, albeit his body counts huge. He's killed like 200 people, but like right. knowing that notorious. specific name from almost 500 years yeah. into the past is remarkable. That's true. But he also does study, he's like a dealer in antiquities. And so weird he would stuff. presumably know about this era. Give me that. Oh, people pay top dollar for that goo boy. <laughs> so the lady doctor is. Cuts off Jason's mask, and we see his it seems like she's cutting his face off, but then she just pops the mask. Yeah, off, I didn't. So it's I'm like she sure. scalpels around it with black goo, and then just goes like, "Oh wait, it's a mask," and just pulls <laughs> it off. Yeah, like, like I never understood that part. It's like the scalpel's going into his face, but there's right. yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> it makes no sense. Although I do like the look of Jason underneath the mask. It oh, was so very. Good. It's so good. It's like part four vibes. Like they go yeah. back to yeah real classic looking jason we don't get like um weird play-doh mush face fucking part mm -hmm. eight or right. um bone daddy part seven like this is like <laughs> this is fleshed out i like it yep so we're still seeing more character stuff now we get the professor and his student are hooking up they're getting kinky she's oh yeah twisting his nipple and until he screams you pass passed <laughs> Well, he's in a purple nighty. I was going to say, isn't he in a nighty? He's in a purple nighty the entire time. Yeah. And he just goes, you pass. <laughs> I didn't think about it. <laughs> but like, it's so amazing. Like there's a, actually I wrote it in a supernova of hormones. It's like they knew Jason. Okay. So this actually poses the question. Does, does weirdly enough, does Jason give off horny pheromones? As in, like, be, like is when he's around, do mm. people get hornier? Because when he gets on the ship, three groups of people are fucking at this point. Yes. Like, you've got, like, the, the weird horny couple. You've got uh, Professor. And then I, there's one other. Isn't there, like, one other one that's doing something weird? Uh, I think it's just. Uh, uh, maybe well, it's yeah, just so, two couples. Yeah. No, it's. it's Here, I'll tell you, because my next note is. Well, the, the robot robots. lady's nipple. Oh, yeah, that's right. Lady's yeah. nipples fall off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And she wants breasts like a real girl. He's like, I don't even know why you want those things. They fall <laughs> off onto the ground and like <laughs> clink like metal. Yeah. Um. Then the horny kids are in their bunk, which causes a knee jerk from Jason. Then it appears they climax, and bam, he is risen. Murderous uh, rage. We yeah. Did someone orgasm under my watch? <laughs> and this is when we get the infamous head into the 
nitrogen uh, something oh that freezes your head oh. and then so good face smash so the good. face smash is pretty rad it's, it's, it's one, so good i mean this movie has some of the best kills I, in yes. my opinion hands down and Absolutely. we'll get into I, it in the retrospective like hands down probably in my top five deaths in the series is mm-hmm. this kill just because it's like i thought it was going to end at the frozen and then when he picks the head out it was like oh god and then the fucking just the smashing of her cute like icicle face it goes all over and then he pulls it back up and it's just this gutted out weird head i think there's like a tongue left or some shit like that and just hucks the body i was like god so completely yeah it's infamous i knew this one before i saw the movie i think i've seen it in gifts before or something it is known and it is rad and i agree about i think part of why probably a lot of people like this one now is it has so many great uh kills in it oh Definitely. absolutely and he gets a, uh, a new weapon uh he upgrades yes. from the yep. machete well, to that he doesn't surgical, have his machete surgical so thing. but luckily there's these uh surgical space geiger machetes laying around <laughs> and he gets to grab one of those fucking huge which is sweet for our big j baby Professor brings frozen. What does this say? Professor brings frozen lady food. Oh, the lady who oh, came out yes. of freezing. And yes, she talks rowing. about like, was it back in 2008 is when I guess when what we saw and they literally tried everything. Oh, they tried no, to execute him in 2008 and they literally tried everything and they couldn't. Yes. So they were like, we'll freeze him because that'll do something again. Easier solutions, but whatever. Then Jason gets right to it. He is risen. He knows those two just had sex. Door opens, stabs the guy with the machete. Classic couple impalement, except it's just the guy. Twist on it, though. Stabs the guy straight through, impales him. The guy turns around, and then he pulls it through the other side. So Ooh, we right. get a full on... Uh, like a full impalement. Yes. Uh, and the he leaves the girl for whatever reason. He takes the guy with him after he does that. Yeah, which is um, super weird. I I like the before, like right before this, he literally goes like, "No, we're totally fine." Would you like to see his body? And that's when they do the zip up. He goes, "Oh no, he's escaped." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my my mistake. You were right. He's somewhere loose on the ship. So the horny females, uh, the horny female, the one who had who Jason let go just now, makes it to the group, tells him what's happening. Soldiers are now running around the ship searching for Jason. One of them sees a space monster, but he's saved by a different soldier. And oh, wait, there's these aren't space monsters. Uh, Yes, holodeck. It's a holodeck. Also, it gave me such. Okay, so what they're wearing looks so close to aliens, it's not even funny. And then I like the fact that it gave me aliens and Doom vibes. Like yeah. that weird creep, oh, like that yeah. weird creature that they're shooting up the entire time. I was like, did I, did I actually? Is these two movies just like mesh together? Like, when did the you know, when did this monster show? <laughs> given the time period, it could have been influenced by Doom. The design of that oh, monster, one hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. But I do really like the um, this entire holodeck scene because, like, I love the the buildup of like they're shooting at this thing, they're saving him. And then all of a sudden, Jason slashes this thing from behind, and they're trying to get the game to stop. 
and they're like, God damn it. Yeah. God yeah. Hey, stop. And then the fucking guy gets cleaved in half and goes, I'm not counting that as a kill. Like I thought, <laughs> cause like you have this, I love, I love the misdirection multiple times because it's yep. like, um, it's the equivalent, but works better than like a dream within a dream within a dream. So like the character wakes up and then wakes up and then wakes up again. This yeah. is like, you see a monster and you realize it's fake. You're like, okay, great. And then Jason kills one of these dudes and realize he's also fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're just right. sitting there, crisscross applesauce on the, on, in a giant empty room. Well, and then he immediately knocks the other guy's head off and he's like, oh, all right, game over. Game that over. other guy being yes. <laughs> the writer of the movie. Yeah. And so now, I mean, now they're out of the holodeck and they get killed in real life. Uh, <laughs> the kid jumps on Jason's back while the other guy's trying to shoot him and Jason flings him from around his back and Bane style breaks his back across his knee. This was a pretty quick but efficient death. Like it was just like I think around, it's pretty cool. Like, it is quick, but I like it. <laughs> I, I do like that one. It's just uh, I, you know, it was weird because I really like that one. I fucking hated the head smash. Me oh, too. Yeah. We already got a head smash, and this is like a lamer one. Oh, a face smash. This is a concussion at best. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it looks like he just very goes very slow and gotcha. steady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least a n- nose break because the stunt guy doing this stunt broke his nose when his, when Kane smashed his really? face into the wall. That's mm-hmm. so funny to me that one of the lamest deaths in the movie caused actual huh. damage to some. That's so funny. Now we get the uh, professor and sergeant arguing about what to do with Jason, and basically the professor's like we gotta we need him alive i i can offer you a ton of money hundred thousand how much do you need two hundred thousand two hundred thousand five hundred thousand and he goes that like, like ah, yeah seems like five works and sarge meets the sol- the soldiers and he's like listen he wants him alive so that means we got to shoot his legs once we blow him to bits ha 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 um, <laughs> and they go off to uh search for jason they Save a guy from getting space macheted? Yes. I don't even remember what that means. Oh, I have uh, to... There's one thing that I love about this, and it's like, there's... The, the way that their armor is, is like... I, I don't know how to explain it, but up above the chest, it, it kind of comes out a little bit. Yes. Around the contours, and then there's collars. just a light that shines up their chin, but it yes. doesn't go up their face. No. <laughs> so it's like, which it is so funny. their necks. Yeah, because the movies do this thing all the time where, you know, when they you put helmets on or stuff, they always put lights in them, you know, just to illuminate so the face. So you can see their faces. It d- d- does nothing in the movie. It just literally <laughs> just gets their neck just blue. Has, just adds like, more ah, ominous it, we'll blue yes. lighting to everything. And there's yeah. no practical reason for this chest piece to just come out that far. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And before they save, um, what's his name? Uh I call him like Kirkland Brand, Danny McBride, like this <laughs> other, because he reminds me of that dude. And then, um, oh my gosh, was it NYPD Blue? Oh, it's the engineer, right? Yeah, the yeah, engineer. He's totally like oh, NYPD yeah. Blue. NYPD oh, Blue, whatever that cop's name is. Um, yeah. But it's so funny because when they're doing like the clean and sweep before they get to him, um, it's uh, it's amazing the set design because it's like they wanted to be alien but not alien so they just found right. like a bunch of like concert rigging because it just <laughs> looks like the things on the sides of stages yeah in a That's... circle with blue lighting 
And then they were like, all right, guys, just like weave in and out of them like it's a really big space. That's probably yes. what they did. <laughs> they just got a bunch of fiberglass pieces and put them up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And it's just so apparent. But like everyone's so committed to it. Like I'm I'm on board like the entire time. So the engineer is doing something. I don't whatever. And Jason comes up behind him. But the Marines save him. Now my next note is more creeping and looking around. <laughs> yes. They I I do like the teleport Jason vibes in this are huge cuz he does get lit up by that the the space brain squad with like 100 bullets. Like this is the equivalent of part uh Jason goes to hell amount of bullets in this dude and then all of a sudden because of steam immediately he's just gone. Yeah. Classic. He need he needs something to like cover his cover himself His for a minute exit. before he can disappear. He can't just how disappear else, while you're looking at him. How else is he going to miraculously murder each one of these space Marines one by one unless he disappears? And then the, the sergeant goes, all right, guys, let's all spread out. <laughs> let's, let's, all, let's all go to these really dark corners and let's not turn a single light on in this cargo bay. Yes, right. Except on our neck. Yeah. I th- I do like the stealth kill that Jason does. There's like a guy walking uh, by and he like grabs him Batman style. And that's when we get the neck breaking where he's like, let me just do it. Just, you know, instead of a quick snap, just a. And it does make it better because otherwise it would be kind of lame. Oh, totally. It's just but so dumb. Some of these are fucking great. Was it um, mm-hmm. dude Condor's death? The guy on the second level. So this is the guy who tries to karate fight him and yeah, yes. then gets thrown off. And he gets he gets drill bitted. Yeah, like, where he's yeah, like circling. Oh, and then the one-liner so yes. where they go, and did you find him? Where's Condor? He's screwed. He's screwed. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> now the next kill is one of these highly trained soldiers literally walks backward into Jason and gets her Slowly throat slit. too. <laughs> Uh, Pretty bad. That one was really. I I I thoroughly enjoyed that one. Then Jason gets shot till he falls into a big hook, which lifts him into the air. And the guy's like, "Hey, I got him. No problem. He'll just take your time." Okay. Jason uh, immediately takes himself off the hook. Yeah. Yeah. To that guy's credit. Okay. I'm not saying that he did a great job of taking down Jason, but like you shot the dude, he gets impaled through the chest, and then as a double oops, a fuck you, he shoots out both of Jason's yes. knees. Like that's well, like because of what he said about shooting the legs. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's so good. Also, I would have loved to have seen a little more. I don't even know the best way to put it. Re- a reaction to the battle damage that Jason's getting. Like, I understand that he can like a lot of these. He's in this one. He's like supposed to be alive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he's not undead like the past previous installments. Like he's gooey. But we know he's kind of invincible because of exactly all the stuff they've but tried like, to do to kill him. And, because he, and the audience knows Jason yeah, at this point. And he regenerates and all that kind of fun stuff. And I get that. And that's kind of the allure of it. But like he's not Wolverine. So like if he gets his right. kneecap shot out, like I would have <laughs> loved to seen him like walk fucked up uh-huh. until like he cracks his knees back into place or something like that yeah. and then starts going after uh, you again. Yeah. Just tidbit. Just well, just a little just a little note. That would have been a nice touch. That that's uh, the Ross cut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'm working on feverishly. So that Jason quickly frees himself and then apparently chops this guy in half cuz next thing we see is like his torso <laughs> crawling away. Yes, I love it. Get out of get out of here. 
<laughs> Sarge gets grabbed through from behind a wall and then stabbed through the wall, like giantly impaled, a big spear. And he says, it's going to take more than a poke in the ribs to take down this old dog. And then he gets stabbed through the back again and says, yep, that ought to do it. That ought to do it. It's my favorite joke. Apparently dies. God. (laughs) Man, that's so good. Just have it. I'm glad it works for you guys. (laughs) I thought that was fucking great. Because you sit there, you're like, oh, because I think the first time I heard that line, audibly laughed out loud. Yeah, 100%. Because it's just like, God, it's so, because it's all the cheesy lines from aliens Uh where like, and like they're kind of supposed to it's not even supposed to be funny but like not these are blatantly like look what we're doing <laughs> yes yeah they're they're campy it's definitely yeah. supposed to be funny yeah but yeah I, honestly a lot of the one liners in this movie didn't work for me but that's okay maybe it's just not for me I, there are I mean I like well, let me ask we'll you let it. me ask you a question though yes did you watch it by yourself or with other people uh, by myself, yes. That's why. That's why. I will I will say it this movie is completely different with people than without people. Yeah. I believe and it. And it's it's that it's that wink wink camp. Everyone in the room knows that this is absolutely insanely ridiculous and that energy brings it up. By yourself, it's kind of like, ha, 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 okay. <laughs> oh that I, that I can see that. I totally respect that. To be fair. Almost all these, actually, all these movies I've watched by myself. <laughs> actually, my wife somehow watched Jason Goes to Hell with me. But uh, nice. uh, five, A New Beginning, which is garbage and seems like you would need other people to enjoy it. I watched by myself, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. No, I had some great chuckles because I actually got to watch this with my wife, and she's yeah. like, "There's some of these." She was like, "Ha ha!" Yeah. And simultaneously in the same room while doing something, going, "Ha ha!" there are moments that did work for me for sure um but some of the more like intentional moments that are like clearly to alleviate whatever's going on and get a laugh from the audience a lot of those didn't work (laughs) that's okay i mean they're not good so (laughs) (laughs) right okay right gotta look at them that way yeah they're funny because they're bad exactly All right, so now there's no soldiers left. They've they've immediately wiped out for one outing. But they're they're dropping out of hyperspace though. They should be at that space station soon. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> so it's just the professor, the students, and the sex robot left. <laughs> yes. The uh, that southern guy's flying the big ship as well. I guess he pilots both the small ship and the big ship. Mm-hmm. But whoops. Not anymore, because, yeah, that's exactly the part we're at. They were, they're docking at Solaris, this big city that's got fucking 60 Marines just waiting them for them to get there, and they'll, they'll be safe once they're there, is their assumption. But their pilot gets killed, and this ship crashes through this whole space shitty, shitty, shitty. city, <laughs> and uh, fucking absolutely destroys it like they somehow this ship blows up this city it like cleaves, the ship is it cleaves relatively the glass dome completely <laughs> off and then like full throttle goes through one of these ginormous building-esque spires as everything starts exploding i didn't realize the gravity of what i was watching when it hit it until i watched it this time around as in like i realized it was a space station but like i didn't quite realize it's a 
fucking full city. Like it's a actual city yeah, that just got that killed. Like yeah, that's what fuck with like I watched, I was like, oh shit, they killed the space station. Wait a minute. There was like a lot of people. Dude, Jason's body count went from 200 to like 200,000 in like the course of like a split second. Yeah, if you count that as I mean, it's the result of his actions, but yes. He didn't do it like, you know, it'll be good. Ha-ha. Maybe he did. <laughs> He's going, you guys got to wait. Watch this. So, yeah, destroys this city, but their ship is relatively fine. I mean, it, they're not going anywhere, but they can put out a distress signal, life sign, vital, whatever you need to life support mm-hmm. is working. They'll be okay. They're in a heavy traffic uh, area. Somebody will come by. Bigger problem is Jason. So... Jason starts pounding at the door and they stare at the door for a while. <laughs> yes. When, <laughs> yes. When suddenly Jason jumps through a window. Hey, we get a window smash. We get a window. We've realized he does it in every movie. There's some sort of window smash going in, going out. However it works, it happens. Every installment. Even in space. So that's uh, everybody escapes the room, but the professor, the professor's <laughs> trying to bargain with Jason. <laughs> Um, that Jason finds his old machete, looks at his new one, looks at his old one, puts his new one down, and the the professor yells, "Hey guys, it's okay. He just wants his machete back," <laughs> and dies off. And screen. dies off. Screen. That line, I do, I, I, I'll admit that one worked for me. It's just so <laughs> dumb. It's, uh, I, I was able to laugh at that one alone. I was laughing all alone, all by myself. <laughs> so the Rowan, all my notes just call her past lady. So I'm trying not to call her that, but I feel like the character names aren't uh, really said enough in this movie to pick it up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a lot of my lines sure. are like that with the exception of Jason. So Rowan gets a big gun. She says it's like riding a bike. So I guess in 450 years, guns haven't changed when we're living on earth too and traveling through space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The guy argues, guy argues with robot. Oh, the guy who does programs the robot. They're arguing until they it leads to being, a little bit well, more. It's because they uh, they had a twelve percent chance of survival, and then he plays oh, some no. tonsil hockey with with his uh, with his creation, and it jumps up to fifty three, uh, and he's waiting to get a fully engorged one hundred percent survivability out of this robot. That to one hundred. Yeah, yeah, that cuts. Now we get the uh, Rowan creeping around. Um, she comes. Ac- oh, the ladies actually. All three of them are creeping around, and they come across a bloody pike through the wall. That's when they split up. Two of them go off one way. Rowan finds the sergeant still alive. Mm-hmm. The men have snuck somewhere to do something that presumably helps. <laughs> is my note, <laughs> and it's the uh, engineer and Galen. I think his name was. Um, they, they're trying to do their own thing. Was it crutch? They, that's, this is when we get the Microsoft conflict joke. Yes. Which is, uh, you know, there's, oh, I've haven't seen anything bad since the Microsoft conflict. We were tearing each other's <laughs> limbs off and beating each other up with them. Yeah. Another one of those, again, didn't work for me. I do like the pilot. Okay. The pilot's deck. Um, on this look like something out of event horizon. I just like the fact uh-huh. that there's just meat confetti 
all yes. over the controls. Like it's but draped over. Like it's like uh, he skinned them and went, mm, there we go. And just like <laughs> yeah. he ed, he ed the entire front of the ship. Yeah, definitely. It's like I'm gonna fashion myself a chair. So ladies are trying to do something that helps as well. The engineer is surprised by a head lollipop. A little head on the end of a machete pops up next to him. He goes, just ah. goes and screwed like, oh, his locution's great too. And then he's smashed into electronics for it seems like a while. Yes. It kind of goes on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the that one of the one of those girls, the, there's three of them sneaking around. One of them got into the shuttle first that they're all planning to escape through. And she's locked herself in and won't let anybody else in. Okay, so question because earlier on in the movie when she's having a freak out she's like i have to go back to my room because my boyfriend's going to be waiting there for me it'll be great why would you let the woman who like is basically lost her mind in control of what's inside of the safety shuttle like any other job i would have like probably given her not not the one where she's directly in the shuttle and can close the door all right I'll I'll give them that they're you know in a high stretch situation and might not Probably have thought not about the fact that she would lock it. them out. Yeah, you know, try and give them a little leeway. It needs I don't know. it. This entire this <laughs> was one of the only like not downer moments for me because like it's just this weird lifetime movie. Her in a fetal position, crying uh-huh. the entire yeah. time, going like I just I can't. I just don't want to. Okay, right. and then like open the fucking door, and she's like, "Nope." <laughs> well, because she's gonna take it on her own, but she's not very good at it because she leaves the fuel line plugged in and it blows up. So now they don't have a shuttle to escape from. So we got our lady from the fast, uh, guy and a girl from the present. Jason's coming up. This, these are my notes on this fucking movie. Jason and Ro- encroaches, but surprise. The robot perv has upgraded his sex slave. <laughs> um, so she comes out. He's like, yeah, I gave her an upload. Oh. And she proceeds to shoot he... Jason a lot. What is he, what does he say? <laughs> hey, Slappy, check this out. I think is exactly <laughs> what he says to Jason. I do not recall. Uh, prob- that could easily fit this movie. Mm-hmm. So we'll go with that. She shoots him a lot, narrates while she's doing it. Then she does cartwheels down a hallway to kick him, shoots a perforated wall around Jason, shoots his arm off, then kicks him through the wall, then shoots his leg off with a shotgun. Yeah, this is like uh, she then Jason blows versus, off most of his head. <laughs> this is like Jason versus the Terminator in the Matrix. Like all the weird flips and flops oh, it's and all very that kind of Matrix-y, stuff. And then yeah. just a gook, gook, She's gook. in the leather, shiny leather. Although it's all the tropes of the turn of the century, his arm. Get, okay. So like, obviously like, yeah, getting shot around and then that going down was amazing. Uh, the, just the of the gun going up just to cleave his arm off. I thought was fucking fantastic. Where like, she's yeah. he's about to raise it, fucking shoots it off, drops. And then just the God, just the, the guts getting blown out the leg getting blown out and then just having that just the head goo the just the blow up of his head is yeah, just right. so awesome fucking good yeah i love all the shotgun blow blowing off bits that those look cool we pan in on what remains of jason mm-hmm. and oh shit did he die on one of those fancy healing chambers we saw earlier 
Nobody. Uh, I guess it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Survivors. Uh, they are about to blow up the ship in half. They've talked to these. So a ship has picked up their distress signal. They are going to come to rescue them. There's a whole bunch of problems with why that'll work. So they're going to blow half their ship off in order to try and make it so they can get there in time. Just like Event Horizon. <laughs> I realize that the way that the ship is set up and the way that they do it in Event Horizon is literally almost the exact same thing. And they also blow up like the side bridges to just have one of them as a lifeboat. Yeah. Only reason I know that is because I watched Event Horizon like a week ago. I was like, holy shit. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, I can't recall. I've been wanting to revisit it, but anyway. So they're like, great, <laughs> everything's fine now. Well, we'll go work on blowing up half this ship. And then the nanobots come out and they're getting getting to work. But we see some message about the DNA not not having enough DNA to repair him. So nanobots are sent to look for synthetic material to finish the job. And we touched on that earlier. That's why he's so metallic and everything. There's not enough him to put together. So they go grab some metal and slap it on there. You. Again, not naked though. You'd think his like, flesh would be cloth-like. I don't know. <laughs> Pan air. And because of that, we get one of the most disturbing abominations of the early 2000 horror, which is fucking mech Jason. Yes. Super shredder. Yeah. Uh, Metal chrome dome. I mean, he is looking like shredder and hellraiser and Frankenstein had a baby it is so <laughs> awesome. And those weird red eyes. Mm-hmm. is yeah he's also the cleanest he's ever been which is hilarious to me like this man has been high po- i mean just like the chrome on him, he's high polished like all of that he's, he's like his hair he is. is all yeah his lines looks, look great i like his design in the wide shots but whenever it's up close it just looks like shiny cheap plastic it's like yeah not great. well it's like sculpt- <laughs> it's sculpted too in a way that gives him like this very comic booky type yeah, you know, yeah, big man type face. It's it's very interesting and very, you know, clearly painted. And yes, interesting. It is something. <laughs> I, to be honest, I'm not sure where I land on it. I, I I liked it and then I didn't like it. And now maybe I'm somewhere in between. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not I'm I've never been a huge fan. I kind of go back and forth depending on how my mood on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's- it was. <laughs> When I watched it on in 4K on my TV, I really didn't like it. But when I watched <laughs> sure. it on my phone, my little phone, I was like, "This isn't so bad." There you go. I don't see. That's the problem: is that the human was human beings were never supposed to see in 4K. Exactly. So it's just like mm. we never asked, "Should we?" Always ask, like, "Could we?" But we never ask ourselves, "Should we?" <laughs> exactly. I think with 4K. It's like some of these older we films should. absolutely 100% not should not Suspiria be done. Suspiria looked incredible in 4K. Let me tell you. Which which one did? So, Suspiria? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I can the see original. that. Phenomenal. And anyway. it See, I can see um, film stock being great. So now they're like, "All right, I get Oh, so he reveals himself. We see this look. They're like, "I guess we got to fight him again." The lady robot goes to get him, and Weapon J knocks off the sex robot's head. Kapow! And not even like um, that's the weirdest situation. Just with a punch, he just goes like, like 
it's not even it's almost it's it's kind of a punch but like a slap it's like a punch slap and it's just like it's like if you were gonna slap a little kid to the ground with your hand (laughs) (laughs) not that i would know what that is not that you would specifically know what that is sam (laughs) thought about it (laughs) so yeah head gets knocked off they are run away from Jay trying to get away from Jason. The rescue ship arrives. They get onto the ship. The lady has to run back or wait. No, they, they, the rescue ship arrives, but they haven't gotten on it yet because wait, is it the rescue ship that they, he punches the holes in? It must be. No, because the Sergeant sacrifices himself. He blows Jason into space. Oh, but that's just blowing off half of their ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yes. two different parts of the ship, and then so they're still trying Wade to get or ways or something like that. Ways. Yeah, ways, he's got the yeah. detonator, so he hits it and blows him to hell. Oh, that's what it is. Yes, because yeah. he's stuck on that side already. Exactly. So he blows Jason into space, blows off half the thing. I just have guy as my notes, <laughs> so I wasn't sure who it was. <laughs> um. Jason, and and the rescue that's ship arrives. All is well. Surprise! Space Jason punches a hole through the side of the ship, oh, causing yeah. a vacuum. Robo Perv is now carrying around the head of his sex robot lady. Yes. Uh, the the hole is sucking stuff out of it as the vacuum of space does. I guess there's still air enough air in there because everybody can yell and talk and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, one lady's holding on to a grate on the floor. The grate flies off. She got, can't hold on anymore. This sucks in so many ways or something <laughs> oh, like that, she says. so good. She flies off, gets sucked out the uh, grate through the hole, but most of it's off screen. We just see a little bit of flaps on its way through. And this, you know, I wonder if it was like a budgetary thing. Because, I mean, if you're going to have a one-liner that says this sucks on so many levels and then her let go and then get sucked through metal grating out of a port. Like, like you said, like you only get like a little bit of meat goo that you don't actually get to see only, any of it. I just assumed that they planned on doing it digitally and what it didn't work. Oh, out. that's a really good Maybe point. it was bad enough. They were like, let's not do it. Wow, <laughs> you imagine we've already likely. seen this idea in another alien movie, right? Was alien resurrection out at this point? I think it was. Oh, that's right. When the, um, the weird mom happens to the alien alien gets sucked through the thing, like starts screaming mm-hmm. like, ugh, ugh. okay. Jason punches his way in. They've gotten into some other room where they've been able to seal themselves. So they're okay. As he continues, just knocking down doors on his way after him. The, they, oh, so they get to the, the hatch to go to the rescue shuttle, but it won't open. The Sarge has to do a spacewalk to repair something to do it. They always Meanwhile, have to do a spacewalk. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the uh, programmer plugs the head of his sex robot into the computers to do something helpful, presumably. Jason, uh, they're like, Jason's on his way. What are we going to do? We need a diversion. You're the expert. Yep. They holodeck him. I guess he just happened to be coming through there, and now he is in Crystal Lake. Wow, this is crazy. What a great distraction. Oh, maybe he spotted them. What do they do? Got to think quick. Load 1980 protocol or whatever. Suddenly, there's two girls there. They (laughs) offer Jason beer, ask him if he wants to smoke some pot, or maybe he's interested in some premarital sex. We love premarital sex. 
<laughs> in unison and get in their sleeping bags i all right and we see i for this particular scene ours. when watching this because obviously i was still in high school i'm watching this in my living room <laughs> my dad is sitting down next to me this i remember the scene vividly because like I'm sitting down next to him and then he goes oh my gosh you want a beer or smoke some pot or have premarital sex we love premarital sex oh takes their shirts off i look at my dad and then i look at the screen and he starts laughing so hard <laughs> at this fucking scene he was just like oh wow yeah no that is pretty much every single one of these isn't it and just like walks out of the room i was like this is almost this is almost put into the movie for like if your teen kid is watching this and they were like wow this movie is so self-evident of itself that like i don't even need to be worried about it. <laughs> that's awesome well, and this is my favorite moment of the movie so they say that they get in the sleeping bags it goes to our survivors they're still trying to get the door open cut to jason beating one of the campers with the other camper <laughs> in the sleeping bag ow ow and just hey, ow. bang 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 repeatedly until he's Giggling. satisfied and throws the one he's been smashing into a tree <laughs> absolutely love it it's so good it really brings it all together now we get uh past lady robo freak in the head i'll make it onto the rescue ship as jason tries to pursue the sergeant closes the doors trapping jason aboard the rescue ship escapes and they watch the ship blow up but they see spacing uh space ah, jason spacing wow jason is flying towards their ship he's about to get pat, there pat but bam the sergeant <laughs> flies and stops him again and they fly off into the void. Our three survivors look at a nearby planet while the while the sergeant rides Jason's body into the atmosphere. Oh my god, riding him like <laughs> something out of fucking um It's like Dr. Why is the movie escaping me? Yeah. Like that kind of like Stanley Kubrick just like riding the bomb all the way down. Yep. But just like being a human meteorite on top of Jason. Like, what a fucking ending. <laughs> like, oh, what? Ridiculous. Again, and it, this movie is a miracle. It really, it <laughs> really real. is. The ending really typifies it for me. Um, it's, there's a local couple watching a shooting star. It lands in a lake. We see the burn mask fall to the bottom of the lake. So, and now we are... Oh, so wait, landed in We have run Let's out of time for any movies to be in between... Now that we're in 2023, no Jason movies, unless they take place in the past, can take place before this movie. So the next Jason movie would have to be on Earth 2 with this Jason. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll take so. it. Again, unless, they, I'll take it. unless it's an unseen Jason movie. 100%. And I'm bang, down for that. Swim, boom, bam. That's the end of Jason X. Any overall thoughts before we move on? Oh, just a glory to behold the this, entire it, time. The movie is just a it's it's not good, but it has it's terrible. <laughs> but it has so many great moments. You know what I mean? It it's has like, a lot it's, of good it's moments. It's just a lot yes. of these moments that are just like okay, all right. I fucking uh, I, I certainly agree with that. Without anything else, I think we can go ahead and move on to the crematorium of questions. All right, crematorium of questions. Let's see here. Uh, how would we survive this one? We're on the ship. I I don't see it happening. <laughs> um, 
Unless maybe, we are programming a sex robot. I was going to say, maybe if it was normal Jason, but this like mech uber Jason dude, like that is just. Well, even the normal Jason's pretty hard to get away from. Yeah, but the... now we just, it is super shredder. It's going from, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I, I, a Jason's, I'm of the opinion that anything that happens, and this is why I like space horror. So anything that happens mm-hmm. in space means you're just going to die. I mean, that's the thing. You're in space. Yeah. Space space right. is the killer here. Jason's just sort of like speeding it along a little bit. So even without Jason, Ooh. you're probably going to die. I feel like if you're in this, you know, these big, you know, bar space barges or whatever yeah. they are. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Whatever this was. Space transport ship. Yeah. Something's going to yeah, happen. I, th- mm-hmm. I think we're getting it. Should it be gooier? Huh. Yes. Oh. I, I'm I think I mean some of the goo is great, but some of it I could definitely use a little more. There was one in particular that I thought I would remember. I should have wrote it down. Um See, but yeah. Give just me some the more fact goo. that you couldn't remember it means it needs more goo. Yeah. Exactly. Very thank you, Ross. Hey, I'm I'm just I'm just doing my part. <laughs> All right. Villain level one through ten. I think we need to do two different ratings. We have our regular Jason and our Uber Jason. Yeah. So um, we'll do regular Jason yeah, first. Mad Max Jason. Power level one through five. Iconography one through five. Get you ten total. I'm gonna go power level of regular Jason. It's like a four. Is very strong, but not inescapable. Mm-hmm. Iconography. I don't particularly, I've mentioned I don't love the look. It's always, it's Jason, so it's always going to get kind of high. I'll give him a three there. So I'm going to say seven for Rego Jason. I can agree, I can agree with that. Guys. I'd even maybe even go more like a six just based off of the the looks. Like he looks more of like a normal dude in this versus most of the sure. other in, like installments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't look as mutant yeah and i know you like the the dramatic angles of the hawk i don't i like i like a smooth hawk having those sharp angles on oh that. see yeah I, I i did like that and sort of the it the brow i think is a little pronounced it's yeah. like they tried to make him more menacing well, it's he looks like subtly he looks like what is it um god damn it from uh teenage mutant Ninja turtles casey jones he looks like yeah. casey jones's older brother in this with the way this hockey mask looks and i just couldn't shake that mm-hmm. no i agree I, I i i'd probably be a five or a six on it as well mm-hmm. all right cool what about robo jason metal face jason <laughs> metal face. yeah <laughs> I, that's um, a whole different can of worms power levels at 4.5 mm-hmm. i only am not giving him a five because in theory if you get away from him you're not in the same ship or planet or whatever you are safe mm-hmm. he's not inescapable but he's unstoppable so 4.5 and then iconography oh what do you think of the looks of it i i don't know how to rate the looks of this jason because i can i am so either way so i guess i'll get to go 2.5 there so for me that would give it a seven again (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know man like he's this is like an eight eight point five for me yeah, I think it's it just adds to because I add an extra like ludicrous little garnish on top. Like I think sure. it, it, it it ventures into almost outlandish. Not almost, it is outlandish, but it like but it hits all those nice chords for me. So when you see him in his full metallic 
just gleaming freshly polished off of the nanobot fucking thing i was just like god it's so cool looking and weird i would never want most of the other jasons i'm like okay well it's grungy it's weird like this is like hospital sterilization jason which mm-hmm. i feel is almost more off-putting like he's too he's too clean sterile jason yeah i the, you can't deny the power level right like that's obvious oh jason. yeah so yeah, right. that's gonna be high but like and, and like i said it kind of depends i'm kind of hot and cold on it depending on how i feel but i did realize as as you were talking about that that i desperately want a jason x action figure and we never got one and that puts that high for me that's i just i really want to see absolutely yeah oh shit that's so true oh cool i like that well we'll 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 talk about that in just a moment does this movie deserve a sequel and what is your sequel idea oh yeah Yeah. earth two i mean like you've got an entire new planet the tv show (laughs) the tv show um that was a show i don't know if you watched it i did (laughs) it would be really interesting to have a sequel done on this new earth with just i don't know it would be like a camp slasher but with like insanely different sci-fi tech and mm-hmm. I think something like that like would be a so... Future, what a camp is like in the future. Yeah, right? Where it's like... Future camp. Future camp. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like... I, I want to see what... I want to see what you could do with the kills with something like that, specifically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine the propellers on a future boat. Yeah, I mean, it's like... It's like the options are endless, almost. Ooh, yeah. Because there's I'm no really... rules. There's, you know, you're just... You're on this... You're making, <laughs> making it up. Exactly. Well, whatever the budget can afford. Exactly. Having Why a person not? thrown into like a food processor, like something that makes anything. <laughs> just... Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, like uh, the next generation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that would be awesome. All right. Mine. I really, I like mine. I it could never happen, but I love it. Uh, my sequel idea is Jason takes Endor and Jason fights Ewoks. Or Ewoks <laughs> versus Jason. <laughs> would be incredible just, and i like ewoks I'm, just, I'm not one of those ewok haters i'm just picturing a bunch of ewoks to like get like snares and trying to wrap his legs real tight and just try to like pull down <laughs> yeah exactly they're hitting him with rocks and ropes and he's like picking them up and smashing them together oh my god <laughs> poor wicket all right <laughs> i have a pit call for this movie we haven't had a pit call in a while but you know when they're Breakdown's coming and the, you're going to open up this fucking pit. Right. You yell, hey guys, it's okay. He just wants his machete back. I think that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> Would you buy the soundtrack or score on vinyl? I'm giving a no for this one. There's, mm. you got Harry Manfredini back, but it didn't, didn't do anything for me. Only as a completist. Only as a completist. I, I don't only care for it. Only because you need all the vinyls. I, I've already got right. one through. I've all got. I've got all of them through eight. So I would. Yeah, I am. I am fear. I am actually waiting for it because I have to. I have to complete it. But you have to. Finish the completionist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We forgot to say that this movie was for completionists. We always get on for the yeah, Friday exactly. movies. Yeah. yeah. Good point, Ross. Would you get it? I, nah. Um. If there's a cool one. Oh, to be totally honest with you. Like under normal circumstances, probably not. But just the just to have a Jason X vinyl, to have someone go through mm-hmm. your collection and like pull it out and go, <laughs> really? Yes, really. And I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> fair enough. 
That's a good point. All right. We'd already touched on it. Is anything action figure worthy? Yes. My answer was Metal Face Jason. 100%. Oh my I mean, gosh. Absolutely. 100%. Could you imagine like an action figure set of just him with the medical assistant with her face smashed in the <laughs> nitrogen? Oh, like a little like diorama, a diorama like would a, be so yeah. much fun. That would be awesome. What merch or prop would you want from the film? We just mentioned it. I want the broken face. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, oh, man. Ooh. And his future machete, the, the future space I would say machete. Uh, future hawk that dro- that drops into the lake at the end of the movie. That's yeah. all like, oh, yeah, that'd be a good one. just all melted and weird and stuff like that. Just as yeah. a display piece, I think would be fun. Totally. And like, also the professor's nipple clamp. Just, <laughs> you know. The <laughs> 90. <laughs> For personal use. For personal use. <laughs> All right, last one. And this is the last time we're going to ask this question. We're retiring it for the new year. We're making a few new changes. We're not doing any regular episodes for the rest of the year. We're doing a few specials. It's the holiday season. But um, this last time we'll be asking this one. How would Pearl from X die in this movie? <laughs> Geriatric Pearl from X. I th- yeah, Old Lady Pearl. Old Lady Pearl. I would- oh. I mean, there's a million ways. She's in space already. That's going to be tough on her. Probably the journey there would would take care of it. I honestly say that she was on the research thing and she fell down the stairs getting off the shuttle and died falling down the stairs before any of the Jason stuff happened. (laughs) Uh, Okay, cool. I I was going to give her the, the, the frozen kill again, but he dunks her head in and when he pulls her out, her head just falls off because it's frozen solid and she's old and barely held together. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Howard. Oh, Howard. All right. Did you want to kill, did you want to kill Pearl? I'm not prepared to kill Pearl. No, no, I, that was enjoyable. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the ratings. Let's uh, dip our fingers in liquid nitrogen, liquid nitrogen, and <laughs> break off whatever we feel the appropriate ratings are. On this show, we use a scale of one, zero to five severed fingers. Each finger represents a different quality about the movie. You can chop off half a finger or no fingers. These ratings are intended to be subjective on how we feel about a movie, and is not reflective of whether or not a movie is objectively good or bad ross i'll have you go first all right um okay so engaging engaging is gonna get i want to try to be cool and say 0.5 it's gonna get a full one i was engaged every time i watch this i'm fully engaged even at the most ridiculous plot holes in this thing i'm engaged every Mm -hmm. time i watch this which will go directly into sticky Sticky gets a full one. Um, mm-hmm. There are there are more good scenes for me than bad scenes. I mean, it's all relatively hokey and corny and bad. But like, I think even the ones that are like blatantly supposed to be like wink, wink, nod, nod, are mm-hmm. still like just some of the one liners in this movie are just mm, full one. Um, that goes to t-shirtable. T-shirtable is going to be. I think T-Shirtable is going to be a 0.5 for me because I do like certain visuals from Jason X. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Again, out of all the all the other Friday the 13th, I would wear so many other Jason Voorhees T-shirts before, you wear a Jason before X I shirt. wear a Jason X shirt. Because um, I'll be totally honest with you, I don't in my in my soul 
have the balls to pull off a mech Jason on a t-shirt. Really? Huh. I don't. It's just, huh. I, it's, I don't. I, I guess I have bigger balls than you. I, you know what? I, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. It's something about it where I like the look, but I just couldn't put it on a t-shirt. I don't know. I think it makes him. I understand your hangout. Yeah. For me, I, it makes it more fun, actually, like because it's sort of the audacity to wear the aud- Jason exactly. X Jason. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, you know, I feel uh, like I would get into like edge lord status for <laughs> doing that. You know what I, I mean? Where that. you're just like, you, if you did it, you would only be doing it to be like, <laughs> yeah, oh, you're, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, I get like it. that because your heart doesn't say so. Um, I follow you. Although secretly, Cockles. I love it. You know what I mean? Which makes it, I don't know. It's the the, the dichotomy is weird. Um, that goes into cockles. Cockles. cockles is oh man cockles is gonna get a i think cockles is gonna get a 0.5 for me like mm-hmm. there's some great scenes it didn't like eviscerate milk it but like there's sure. so many good fucking scenes in this and the some of the best kills in the series which is amazing mm-hmm. you know what i mean absolutely like yeah. that it just hits some of those nodes um, and then rewatchable, I think, is going to get a. Point. Sorry, what was it for Carcos? Uh, 0.5. Okay. And then rewatchable is also going to get a 0.5, where it's like, I think it's fun is that someone has to suggest Jason X to me, then I'll watch it, and then I'll get a kick out of it. I never mm-hmm. actively go to watch Jason X, as in, like, so mm-hmm. it'll be brought up in conversation, like, fuck, I haven't seen that in a minute. Let me go watch that. And mm-hmm. then I'll go watch it, versus like, if I have all, if I have all of the crystal lake homicide movies in front of me i'll be like yeah there's a there's a few that i'd probably watch more comfort food wise than jason x that makes sense to me so that's a three five out of five does that feel right in your heart oh man i want to give it a four to be totally honest with you i'm going to stick with okay. a three five but in my i just yeah we're we'll do a retrospective, we'll do retrospective next week yeah. if you want to change it um <laughs> i know i said i i've said this in other installments i feel it's a three five but it's closer to me i'll go directly off of um what we've kind of been like uh reverberating is that this is almost like a four to a it's like a 4.5 in a group like i feel like this huh. adds an entire phantom hmm. finger if you're in a group of people as in like, I feel like the mob mentality for this movie elevates this <laughs> way more sure. in the, than I don't know. So yeah. So a three, five, and then my phantom finger with groups gives it a little extra, but yeah, we'll stick with three, five. Okay, cool. Great. Um, Brian could not be here. He did give me kind of his rating. I know it's four fingers. He's going to, divulge what that means in our retro upcoming wow. retrospective Ooh. but it is four fingers total okay. from the bry guy and then i'll bounce over and do mine i will say going into this i was kind of down on this movie hmm. but after our discussion i do like it more so we'll see how that ultimately affects this rating how will it say engaging is getting a 0.5 there's a great the the moments that are fun are super fun and I'm in it and other parts I'm just I'm thinking about other stuff I'm not paying attention mm-hmm. uh, while making my notes of like what happens in this movie I had to pause it and go back several times because I just like sort of sp- space out um, <laughs> except for exactly <laughs> nice. thank you um, 
with it I, but again i'd get sucked right back in for other scenes so it's not fair it's a point five. um after engaging we have sticky i'm gonna throw another point five there i'm sure i'll remember some of the deaths the look of uh metal face jason but in general i think a lot of this is going to be regrettable <laughs> not regrettable forgettable for me <laughs> You're regrettable. T-shirtable. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm going to throw it a one. Wow. Because wow. I could see wearing Metal Face Jason, and I think it would be fun for the audacity in an edgelordy sort of way. I, I can't help it, I, I guess. I'm with you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I get that. that's true. Cockles. Mm. I'm going to stick with point five. We got our retrospective. We'll see if it changed. It was... It was definitely a point five going into this because again, ha- you said you, you thought there was just as many bad as good scenes in this. I don't know that I would, or that maybe you said the bad scenes weren't that bad. I forget what you said. Either way, I think the bad scenes are pretty bad, and it's the good scenes are great. But it's how do you mix the two? How do you come to terms with it? You give it a point five on your cockles, and then rewatchable how much am i going to want to go back and visit this every week uh (laughs) 0.5 because i will and i almost want to watch it with people now Mm -hmm. um but that's the only situation that's going to happen in how often am i with people watching horror movies not as often as i'd like so 0.5 which gives it three which does i thought i was going to end up at two five going into this because of the good bad you mix them together go halfway down the middle Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm happy to give it a three so that makes our well before we get to our overall club score luke would you like to give us your ratings first yeah what does your heart say and then i would like to see what the scale well you know what's interesting about this is that when i first saw it which was by myself actually uh i would have i I was i was i was on your level i was kind of like eh you know, I there was I was surprisingly entertained, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the badness of it, you know, like the, it, it, and I kind of understood that it's it's intentional, but uh, right. yeah, the first time I ever saw it, I was kind of. But then I watched. I remember um, I rewatched it with my wife. Uh, my my wife hadn't seen any. My wife, <laughs> yeah. Well, and this <laughs> is the thing about Friday the Thirteenth is. Um, she hadn't seen any of the movies, and so we did a marathon one Halloween. Oh, that's awesome! Mm. And wow. and when we got there, we just had the best freaking time. Like of the full mm-hmm. series, I remember one of the ones where we we laughed some of the most. Where you know we just kind of came out of going, yeah, that was trash, but it was you know great trash, fun, yeah. yeah. Um, and so you know now, and that's happened a couple times. I just rewatched it again. With another friend, a couple of us, we 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 actually skipped two Jason X in our in our rewatch. We were watching them over weeks, and we got to I think like so uh, good. I think we got to four, and we're like, can we just can we just like fast forward and watch can, X? Because I just desperately want to watch X five and watch X. Yeah, so we did, we did, we actually did, and then we actually went back and watched five after that. So uh, so yeah, so I mean, oh. for me, it's definitely a four in my heart. It's a four. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen it a good. Cool. I think I've seen it about four times now, and every time I watch it, I think I have more fun with it. I think I'm like cluing into mm. what its intention is, which its intention mm, yeah. is sort of just 
pure fun. Like you can tell yeah. that mm-hmm. that's all that they're they want to do with this. And and it's fun in the sense of like the filmmakers love the kills. They they know how absolutely stupid this concept is. Mm-hmm. They they are fully aware of everything, and they're just like. I, there's a sense that you watch this movie that everyone knows that this should not be made, <laughs> and yes. it is. Right. And so they're just they're just going for it. And I think that it make that makes it one of my favorite Friday mm-hmm. the Thirteenth movies. And what you said about rewatching it um, makes a lot of sense to me because something. I've learned because I've been watching movies at least twice while doing the this podcast is that rewatches can really make or break a movie. Mm-hmm. But also once you sort of understand what you're getting into on a rewatch mm-hmm. also will change your whole perspective. Oh, 100%. On movie. Oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a personal big believer in give things as much as you can a second chance because mm-hmm. sometimes just knowing can change a film for better or worse, you know, just knowing intention, knowing what to expect. Oh, totally. Uh, Absolutely. Now I am going to make you go through our shuttle scale. The first finger is engaging. Would you do 0.5 or one? Um, I, I gotta go. I think I gotta go one there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why it's just, I, I think part of it is because every time I watch it, it's more fun to watch. Yes. Yeah, yes, and you're totally. picking up new things, yeah. looking for new stuff, stuff you might have written off before is suddenly interesting. And I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the next moment. You know, there's so many great moments right. that yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's our next one? Sticky. How memorable is it? How do you, how much do you like thinking about it? Zero point five or one? Um, that's probably a point. Five, I would say, which I, it, it that's a harder one to answer. I'll just say, yeah, let's just say 0. 0.5 on that one. Mm-hmm. All right, fair. T-shirtable. Yeah, no, I, I, hundred percent. I mean, I would, I would yeah. wear that thing proudly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a one. That's a one for me. No shame. One day, right. I want to have the confidence of you to wear a Jason X shirt. <laughs> hey, I wear I, think, a, I wear a Halloween kills shirt with pride. I think what it is is that I keep is that every time I talk to people who get excited about Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. they love Jason X. Like it's it's become yes. more mm-hmm. per you mm-hmm. know per the uh, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to say there. But I, I've noticed that as of late for sure. So I would 100%. agree. Um I've talked just being in like the Friday the 13th Reddit. And talking to a bunch of people, because now I'm watching all these movies, anybody who's a fan of the franchise likes this yep. movie. So I think maybe that was the other thing. I, I don't, it didn't deliver what I was expecting, which isn't necessarily a bad I thing. Can see I that. think I just thought it was going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. more somehow. Um, and then we have cockles. How how does it make you feel? Oh, I mean that's that's a one completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this makes this movie just makes me feel great. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, rewatchable. Yeah, that's a one for sure. That's a one. So your heart said four. The scale says four or five. How yeah, about that? well, there you go. Good. Yeah. It's an imperfect system, but it's, it's not bad. And it, you do line, lean towards liking it more than less. So that makes sense. Yeah. All right. And then our shuttle club rating, or do we, let me go to this. We're going to go to the club and see what the club members had to oh, say. Really? So we'll hop in our discord real quick. I know we definitely had some folks 
with some opinions on Jason X. <laughs> Shocking. Beautiful. Let's see. <laughs> there is a letterbox review that I saw that I I love. I'm gonna see if oh, I can really? it. Oh yeah. Haters of this film simply know nothing of real cinema and are too afraid to admit it. <laughs> so instead they channel their ignorance into disliking Jason X to hide their pain. <laughs> Letterbox is the best. God, that's fantastic. From Travis Maxwell, boom, the w- boom, Maxwell, boom. There you got it. Which Doctor of Doom? Engaging, one finger floating in space. Sticky, two fingers floating in space next to an Uber hawk. T-shirtable, cut off a third finger and fling it into the sun. <laughs> Cockles, oh, cut my dick off and count that as an arm. My my. Uh, rewatchable. I just cut my wee wee off. What more than you do you want? Five out of five for Friday the Thirteenth film. I absolutely <laughs> love Jason in space. Fantastic. Thank you, T Boo. Awesome. Then we have uh old Rickles, the witchy Cajon, says it's a ten, five fingers in the void for Jason X Space. We got our boy Trevor, who just joined the nightclub officially. He's a member now. I don't know if you knew that, Ross. Oh really? Um he's got five fingers for Jason X. We get our buddy, our new Discord friend who's a fan of the show. I don't know his real name, but his Discord name's Leading Room 91. And he says, I give it five camp counselors being beaten in sleeping bags. <laughs> so he's also at a five. Um, we got Weird jumping in saying she'd give it 10 fingers if she could. This movie was so much fun. So overall, I think that's well, it. And it's a whole bunch of gifts and people haven't. Movie. Oh, it's true. No, we got two more. I think you guys are giving Mystery me the Street, to get the, more Jason X merch in my well, life. <laughs> here's even more because uh, Alex the Witch Plalix says this movie fucks five nitrogen frozen fingers in the grave. Nice. nice. And Sergio from the horror bandwagon says, love this movie. Take all five of my fingers, please. So I think you can be not feel so ashamed of your love. And the, I mean, the club rates it way higher than we did. That's yeah. very true. So let's see what our overall score was for the shuttleman 3.5 on the nose mm. oh so doesn't go into the shuttle club crypt but it does sit around oh wow we only have two other 3.5s on the nose that would be wreck two and new year's evil <laughs> evil Right below, we have Chud in the menu. Right above, we have the editor in the empty man. Beautiful. Now, it is time to skip the final thingy because I didn't have one and ChatGBT wasn't working for me. So I couldn't think of one <laughs> on my own with my own brain. With that, that'll wrap it up. That does it for the Chuddle Movie nice. Club tonight. You can. Uh, Follow Chuddle the Pod on Instagram and Slasher. Stay up to date with podcasts. Follow at Ross Ross Purvis at Ross Purvis on Instagram if you want to see his tattoos. And if you're in the Central Florida area, you can get a tattoo from him. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Chuddle the Sam if you are interested in what I'm watching and thinking. And you can Brian's always lurking around in the Discord, so you can find him there. Just to make it easy for you, all that stuff is in the show notes. Please rate us on your podcast app. Tell your friends about us. Where just a mouth helps the most. And of course, we have to thank Luke Boyce for joining us. Yes. Again. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, make sure to check out Revealer on Shutter. You can follow Luke. Luke, do you want to be followed anywhere? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm still just Instagram. That's pretty much it. Luke's lens. Nice. Dope. That's all you need. That's all you need. You certainly don't want to be on 
these days. <laughs> Musk X. Yeah. Ugh. Talk about Edgelord. All right. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And with all that being said, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And until next time, avoid the time loop. Mm-hmm.